0: The provincial elections are coming up, and our current government, the Coalition Avenir Québec, also known as the CAC, is in the lead. In this episode, we'll be looking into how the party has led the province for the last four years, especially during a global pandemic. Before we dig into the CAC, let's look at the polls. The CAC is in the lead, followed by the Liberals, Quebec Solidaire, the Conservative Party of Quebec, and the Parti Québécois. The CAC led the province during a pivotal time, as Quebec and the rest of the world experienced a global pandemic, resulting in more than 6 million deaths worldwide. So how did the CAC handle the pandemic? Since March 2020, more than 16,000 Quebecers have died from coronavirus. Quebec is not yet out of the pandemic, despite regulations ending, as more than 5,000 cases were detected in the province at the end of August. Quebec has the second-highest COVID-19 cases in the country, trailing behind Ontario. The province's health care system, described as crumbling, was essential in the fight against COVID-19. But many Quebecers were failed, including senior citizens in long-term care homes. More than 60% of deaths in the first wave were deaths within these facilities. Some seniors were even stranded, as CHSLD workers in Montreal left many soiled in their beds, unfed, and without essential care. Hospitals were ill-equipped to handle a public health emergency. Quebec, alongside the rest of Canada, has fewer hospital beds per capita than much of the developed world, at 2.5 beds for a thousand people. The CAC isn't the only party to blame for a crumbling healthcare system. But did they do enough to revive it? Budget cuts from the healthcare system date back to the 1980s, when the Parti Québécois and then the Liberal Party held power in the province. Cuts led to long wait times and lack of proper health care. This isn't the only sector that the Parti Québécois tried to cut from. Ten years ago, the party tried to make budget cuts towards university tuition, resulting in students having to pay higher tuition prices. Quebec is known for some of its lowest tuition in the country. In response to these cuts, thousands of Montrealers took to the streets for seven months, protesting austerity measures until the PQ backtracked on their plans to hike tuition. Before the CAC took power, the Liberals ran the province—another party notorious for austerity measures. In 2014, the Liberals merged hospitals, clinics, and long-term care centers, cutting thousands of jobs and reducing 182 health care centers to between 25 and 30. But budget cuts aren't a distant memory. Just last year, the CAC made cuts to the healthcare system. Ordering hospitals across the province to cut a total of $150 million from their budgets. Since we've looked back on healthcare, what can we look forward to, or at least the promises that the CAC is making? The CAC has big healthcare promises. Leader Francois Legault promised an additional $400 million to recruit 660 doctors and 5,000 healthcare professionals if he's re elected as premier. Legault blamed the pandemic for the party's failure to meet promises made during their last election, including the promise that all Quebecers would have access to a family doctor. 800,000 Quebecers are still on a waiting list for a family doctor. After Legault promised that all Quebecers would receive a family doctor if the party were to be re-elected, the CAC then backtracked saying it would not be possible. Instead, the CAC promised to gradually launch a digital healthcare platform to serve as an entryway into Quebec's healthcare system. They promised that this would provide those in need of non-emergency healthcare with an appointment within 36 hours. Let's look at another contentious issue for the CAC, immigration. Legault recently came under fire for his comments linking immigrants to violence and extremism in the province. questions were asked about which values, I shouldn't have answered that because some people made a bad link between that and our immigrants. In Quebec, our challenge is really about the language, not about the value. But this isn't the only harm that Legault has done to immigrants. Aside from promoting and passing secular laws that target women who wear the hijab and those that don other religious symbols. The CAC has decreased the number of immigrants that they allow into Quebec, while increasing the number of temporary foreign workers that they rely on to help the province's economy. Allowing temporary foreign workers into the province means that they can contribute to Quebec's economy, working essential jobs, but they can't use this time here to apply for residency. French language is declining in the province, with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau chiming in, commenting that French is also declining in the country. The CAC's response to preserving French language laws is through Bill 96. One of the more concerning parts of this law, particularly for Anglophones and immigrant communities, is that they will not be guaranteed access to healthcare in English. Some healthcare workers have even left the industry, citing that their reasoning is the crumbling system and that Bill 96 is causing barriers in many having access to healthcare. Last month, the Liberals said that Bill 96 completely misses the mark in promoting French, while also going too far in abrogating rights and freedoms. However, the Liberals supported key components of the law when it was passed in June. The Conservatives also recently came out against Bill 96, stating that they would repeal it if they were to win the election. The Parti Québécois voted against Bill 96, stating that the legislation did not go far enough in protecting the French language in Quebec. Québec solidaire supports Bill 96, but also supports Indigenous sovereignty at the same time. But can these two coexist? In the spring, youth from Ganawake blocked the Mercier Bridge to protest Bill 96, with the spokesperson for the movement stating, Our language, our culture. We feel as if it's being attacked. We feel as if they are trying to colonize us all over again, citing a time when Mohawk elders were banned from learning their own language. Those attending CEGEP would be required to take more French courses, a barrier for students coming from the reserve, as French is their third language. The community is trying to preserve Ganyek Gaha, and some say forcing another colonial language on communities trying to uphold their own. Following centuries of forced assimilation is colonialism. We are still in the middle of trying to save our culture and language from all the assimilation and residential schools that you put my people through. Please, we understand your culture is in danger, but so is ours. The bill also generates fear that it will discourage some from continuing education after high school. Which party do you think will be most successful at leading the province? What promises are missing from party platforms? Or which promises seem least likely to be carried out? Let us know what you think below in the comments. To watch the video version of this episode, head over to cutvmontreal.org. You can also subscribe to Local 514 on YouTube. Or follow CUTV on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening to Local 514.